I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Writing and rewriting history, first ever national title for Texas Tech. Jonathan Garibay, the boot is away, and it's gone! I don't want to go home, and I don't want to say goodbye to you! Razor! If it helps your recording, isn't that better? Okay, first of all, we are recording. <laughs> I don't know if he's on a countdown. Um... <laughs> welcome one welcome all to the tortillas and takes podcast you are on once again with your boy i'll be sure and um jeremy has his his head in his hands and i can't tell if that's because of the issues we've had as to turn on this recording or if it's because he just got done watching the men's basketball team because <laughs> the men's basketball team Ain't looking much better than the beginning of this podcast so far. Uh, the men's basketball team are 0-8 in conference. They don't look good. Uh, there's really no easy way to say it. I mean, just just recently, Tech played probably the most winnable game. I think everybody agreed coming into this, that this game, is that if Tech's going to win a game, if they're going to find a way to win a game, it's going to be this game uh, here and... Jeremy, I mean, I know I usually introduce you correctly, but uh, Texas Tech played West Virginia at home and got whooped, <laughs> got beat by 15 to West Virginia team that if, if we're the worst team in conference, they're eighth or ninth at home. They, like, that's the game to win. And we, we took another L. So people champ, Jeremy Gillen, introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? Um, yes, these, beginning to this podcast is, boy, howdy. Uh, we are having a time with our software um and just not being in the same city it's it, it it's tough out here folks uh it's also really tough for the men's basketball team i mean we are owen uh owen eight in conference uh, we are refusing to find ways to win we are repeating the same we are repeating the same uh s- scenario each game right uh strong start you think i think they got it fixed it's we we're on the turnaround. 
Um, back to back and forth. You lead at the half. Thank God. This game we actually didn't lead at the half, so maybe things are getting worse. Um, and then you just get you just get pummeled in the second half. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you lose Pop Isaacs in this game. Far Amac is out of this game. They're both wearing they're the Boot Brothers on the bench. Uh, pretty much halfway through the second half. I mean, what do you say? You got a bunch of L's on the on the on the schedule here. Um, what's the redeeming quality? I mean, you said you said it. You say it best. You know, there's no moral victories unless you suck. And boy, I tell you. Um, I don't think our team sucks, but the record is increasingly not Listen, in my favor there. If you don't think this team sucks, Jeremy, you're in the minority. This is not a good team. This is simply not a good team. And every game they look worse. I, you can, if you come to me and you tell me that this is the worst loss of the season, I will not argue against it. I think this might be worse than that Iowa State beatdown we got a few weeks back. Um, at home against one of the lesser than teams in the conference, this was a game you just had to win. This was the game to get you off the snide. This was the game to kind of salvage the season a little bit. And this is the game that not only do you lose, you're down at halftime, like you said, and you get whooped in the second half. Like, this was not a good game whatsoever. I mean, there's really – and it was kind of made worse with the fact that that uh, uh, Pop Isaacs being in the boot. Like, being uh, – that just – amplified it because now the lone bright spot on the team one he started the game off struggling a little bit which is fine um, but the lone bright spot on the team now he's hurting he's out and he's in a boot we don't know how long he's going to be out for and it's just you know O'Banner O'Banner had a decent game 20 points eight rebounds in this game but we've talked about it before if, if you're needing O'Banner to be your leading scorer and you're needing O'Banner to do this that and the other it's just probably not going to be a good a good game or a good season for you Right. Uh, uh, same thing with Davion Harmon. To be honest, if you need you need him to be your leading scorer, it's probably going to be a good good game. And those are the only two guys that can get the ball in the basket. It's just this is man. This this is a, we keep finding ways to find new lows. And this game against West Virginia, we have reached a new low. Not only are we the worst team in conference, there's not even a question anymore. Like it's not even a debate. It's not even a, 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 a well maybe we can no. It's this is not a good team. Um, it's not, a, and, and before I was saying it's not a good team by Big 12 standards, I, I think now I'm about to change it. It's just not a good team. It's just a period. It's not a good team. There's a lot of L's we're racking up, and then injuries are now being com- uh, um, compounded, and uh, it, it's rough out here. It's rough. You you have given up, you have given up 70 or near 70. Um, I mean, you have two 68-point losses, but let's just say you've given up 70-plus points in almost every conference game. TCU is a standout. You lost 67-61. Oklahoma 68-63. Kansas State 68-58. But West Virginia threw up 76 on you. Baylor threw up 81 on you. Iowa State 84. Good Lord. Kansas 75. Like this, they were talking about it on the broadcast that like this defense, this Texas Tech defense, I mean there were sparks where like, well this is what the Texas Tech defense is known for. Um, but I mean sparks in the middle of the ocean because the defense that you've had this season against your actual opponents, your conference, dismal. I mean, you talk about refusing to guard the uh, perimeter. You talk about refusing to go up for rebounds. And the rebound disparity always feels worse than it actually is. Um, 
and on average, I mean, because there's multiple games in conference where you think like, oh my god, we are just getting out rebounded, but ultimately it, it was neck and neck, if not just you know a little bit in the other team's favor. But it just feels like you don't have a dominating presence underneath the basket. You're allowing other teams to get an excessive amount of second chance looks, um, and your defense just isn't stifling in the way that people have ex- come to expect it. We have built this brand. Uh, without stating it like that, right? And it has fallen apart in in a season. I mean, you were in the Sweet 16 last season. This is a meteoric, a biblical breakdown of a team identity, and it seems like you can't get anything going. You got nobody giving you any kind of real spark. And Pop Isaacs was, like I said, the lone the lone um, the lone ranger there, and now he's down. And so it's like I don't see a single path to victory. I don't even see a path of victory this Saturday, you know. Um, golly, this well, is a bad era. I will say, so we didn't have an episode earlier this week, um, and we, so we didn't get a chance to recap the K-State game. When it comes to defense, it was probably the best defensive game we've seen from Texas Tech in a while was going to Manhattan, playing arguably the best team in the conference in the Kansas State Wildcats, and they played really well. But again, they're finding new ways to disappoint the fan base every game because they did something that we haven't had in a while. We've given up hope at this point, and they gave us hope back. We're leading at halftime. We're playing really well. The defense is finally there, right? A, a big part of that is because of because of uh, Fardal's AMAC really holding down the middle. His athleticism improved from the previous game. And you're like, okay, we're starting to see it. It's starting no middle. They're, they're not able to come in the middle. We're getting something done. And then, you know, I actually think this is what sparked it. The Keontae Johnson, which they've done a good job of holding Keontae Johnson for most of the game, um, but he had that dunk, that breakaway dunk that went, that should have been a foul call, but it went all the way and then just jammed it home, right, off the steal. And from that moment, K-State just went on, went on a tear. They went on a run. Um, I think that dunk might have been to either take the lead or, or get close to the lead. Um, but from that moment, it was, it, at one point, it was 50-50 to 50 tie game, and K-State went on a 10 nothing run. The game was over. Like, just like that, right? When it was winning time, when it was winning time, Tech wasn't able to do it, right? At one point, we were up eight. Remember, 45 to 37, and they let K-State come all the way back to t- to, um, to take the lead. They went on a, they went on a, 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 a 9 nothing run, right? And then when it's tied up, you let them go on a 10 nothing run. And just like that, it's so from 45 to 37, from 45-37 to 60 to 50, right? It's, it's a 23 to 5 run. Game's over. Game's over just like that when it's winning time. And that was a tough one. That was one the fan base couldn't just take on the chin. That's because one, you felt like you had it. You felt like you were the better team for 30 of the 40 minutes. And just let it go when it was winning time. And then you double that up by just a terrible showing compounded by your your lone bright spot getting hurt in the game. AMAC again not playing. And it's just, it's it's the bright spots are listening. Uh, you bring up me saying that there's only moral victories when you suck. Let me tell you something, Jeremy. There weren't really any more victories in the West Virginia game. There was plenty of them in the K-State game. Don't <laughs> wrong. There was plenty of them in the K-State game, despite the fact the team couldn't find a way to win at the end. West Virginia, there weren't even any more victories. That was just a bad L. Probably the worst of the season. Just a really bad L. And you know, they almost had 20 turnovers. West Virginia almost had 20 turnovers and still beat us 76-61. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the metrics <laughs> anymore. You're out shooting them in the field. The field. Uh, three point, they they dominated you pretty well. Yeah, um, they out rebounded the hell out of you for sure, forty four twenty seven. But you get you or themselves caused enough disruption. They almost had twenty. Tur- and I mean, we were talking about it 
and they were talking about everybody's been talking about it. The refereeing in the West Virginia game on both sides, I mean, dismal, like unplayably bad refereeing, calling every little thing, or even if it's not a thing, um, that was just bad basketball, and we played the worst of the two. And oh my god, dude! And so when you look, everybody, I think everybody's wondering. What is it, right? Because, um, you know, certain people, you put up, uh, Rob Bro put up a poll that was uh, pretty limited, I would say. It was like, hey, is it youth or is it coaching? Are we too, uh, too young or is it just bad coaching? And I'm just like, or talent, I think you said talent is a lack of talent or lack of coaching. And I think that's too reduction. Like, that's too small. Because I think there's so many things that have gone into the season becoming what it is. Because um, you got a lot of talent, but you also have good coaching. Like uh, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say the guy who took us to a Sweet 16 after the team being. Uh, no, I, I mean unless you're. So we're taking Luke Adams off the table here because that's become a really funny kind of side lore of like you know we haven't won a Big 12 game since Luke Adams has been on staff, and I'm fine letting him go. Do it. Yeah, I'm, 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 that's also making excuses for the head coach, to be honest. I mean, you you know, anyone who's been a leader or a manager of any team, right? If you're if you're somebody on your team makes the mistake, you as a manager make the mistake. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but go ahead. Oh, absolutely. And so, and but you look at like you look at uh, Kansas, Bill Self. People are calling for Bill Self's job because he's lost three games. I mean, um, disproportionate. And Kansas is infallibly more talented uh, than Texas Tech. I think that this has been a bad season of coaching, um, but I wouldn't say we have bad coaches. No, yeah, I would agree with that. I was about to say, like, I don't think, I don't think, Mark, I still don't think Mark Adams is a bad coach. I mean, like you said, he took us to the Sweet 16 last year. He's been a big piece of, of the, the Beard teams year before, of course, uh, years before. So, like, I don't think he's a bad coach, but he's been coaching bad badly and I, I think we can we can it's fair to say that it's it's harder and harder as these games go by to 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 avoid the elephant in the room of that like that West Virginia game it was it was a lot of bad coaching right it was a lot of why are we doing some of these offensive sets the motion offense which had, didn't work in the beer days not working now uh, um that we we wanted it, it it's causing these cold streaks some of the rotations didn't really make a lot of sense I know that you're missing AMAC and you're missing Do- uh, um Pop Isaacs and you're trying to get something going a lot of that didn't make a lot of sense and then your calling card like we've talked about it the no middle defense ain't no middling <laughs> It's it's a it's a it's Olay defense, right? You can't have a defense, the no middle defense, when a lot of people are going to the middle, a lot of points in the paint, a lot of drive bys, and so it's it's so there is. But it, we've talked about the youth, and we already knew this was a young team. We talked about adjusting for expectations for how young this team is um, from the very beginning. So we knew that, and then as injuries have compounded, we kind of see that okay, the talent we thought we had at the beginning of the year isn't there, isn't as talented as we originally thought. We adjusted there, but the. There's that third part of the coaching hasn't been great, right? There's no doubt the coaching has not been great. And there's some things that we, we still need, right? And so this is, and I talked about it a few weeks ago, like this has really now become a rebuilding season, but it's also like, yo, Coach Adams, you got to figure some stuff out, right? And, and, I, and it's, I'm not going to go as far as some other people. I think people are getting way too personal and getting into his personal life, getting into his family life yeah. and all this other stuff. Not, all that's ridiculous, right? Let's talk about the coach at hand, the coaching matter at hand. And coaching wise, there's been some things. I mean, I talk about the team that can't, that hasn't been able to win. I would argue in K State, right at the end of the games, we should have made some adjustments. K State made adjustments. They made adjustments to figure out a yep. way to stop 
to to how to get in the paint a little bit, to how to work, to work off those turnovers that we were for, we were committing. Um, we didn't really make those adjustments. So how can we do that? How can we get better at these things? And I think that's something that the Mark Adams and his staff can also continue to do as the season goes on. But we do have good news, Jeremy. You know the best way to help a team that's on an eight-game losing streak? Have them play a team that's on a seven-game losing streak. <laughs> the LSU, we're going to Baton Rouge this Saturday, a battle of the losers, while the worst team, but where the team that is tied for the worst record in the SEC plays the team with the worst record in the Big 12. Uh, it's the mid-off. <laughs> it's the mid-off. Jeremy, actually not even the mid-off, because mid just means like mediocre. We're, we're both trash. It's the trash off. It's the trash can bowl. Okay? And we will see what is going to happen. Um, we need to rally together. This will be a nice road win for the guys against an LSU team. Um, a big question is whether Pop Isaacs plays. I don't think he will, but we'll see. I- I'm willing to say that if Pop Isaacs plays in this game, Jeremy, Texas Tech will win the game. But give the Albi stamp of approval that if Pop plays, we will win. If he does not play, God bless us. <laughs> Straight like that. Oh my God! So there. So this is really funny. Uh, there was a tweet earlier about you know if Texas, Texas this Saturday is Texas Tech's like breath of life, a chance to avoid an 18 game losing streak uh, going into uh, the end of the season, and I replied saying. Oh, so we'll just have a 10-game losing streak at the end of the season. That's much sexier. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the LSU, I mean, what can you talk about the Tigers? This is a team that kind of, you know, in a lot of ways, having a really disappointment, having a really disappointing decline. They haven't been awful in the past five years. Um, they've had they've had a lot of they've had a lot of good seasons where they've ended up middle to kind of like the top four in and in, in SEC. Like this is a team Well if you if you remember Jeremy they got those they got those sanctions. Yep. This is the first year post sanctions. So I think that's a big a big piece of it too. And now LSU's a team that's trying to rebuild, right? And so twelve and eight on the year, one and seven in conference. They have a win in conference. It's better than we could say. Um but you know they're getting smacked down pretty hard. They played Arkansas. Yeah, no I was gonna say let me say something Jeremy. They beat Arkansas and that was great. That was lovely. That was good for them. Like, that's an amazing win against the ninth ranked Dodgers. I think they rushed the court and all that stuff. It was incredible. They've been awful since. Like, <laughs> they played Arkansas, Kentucky back-to-back games and played them both really well. And they've been – dude, they lost by 50 to Alabama. By 50. Or, wait, 40. Sorry, my math is terrible. They lost by 40 to Alabama. Might uh, as well have been 50. 40. It might as well have been 50. Right? Uh, lost by 21 to Tennessee. They just got done losing 20. Arkansas came back and spun the block and beat them by 20, right? And so this is not a good team. This is <laughs> flat out not a good team. This is a team with one really good player um, in Kay Williams. Like, right, like, that Williams is he, – he, he puts up 17 and 7. And, and, and if, if, it's, if I'm the coach, I'm saying let Williams get, drop 40 on you. That is fine. KJ Williams is that guy type of player. Let him do that, and nobody else is going to score, and we're going to win the game, right? Um, I think uh, predicting that KJ Williams goes twenty and ten probably going to happen. Let's just—he's probably going to happen. But everybody else on the team sucks. Flat out there. Yeah, KJ Williams is the—he is definitely the old banner of LSU that shines better under the light. Like so, when KJ Williams becomes the spotlight. That's when he plays his best versus like, oh, Banner gets the spotlight and he kind of regresses, right? So, yeah, I mean, KJ Williams is going to be the 
the guy to watch out for when we're – I mean, he's got to be the game plan. You take away K.J. Williams, not really anybody else going to be able to step it up for LSU. Uh, although, I will say, we do have a habit of helping those kind of no-name guys have electric nights. So let's not be afraid to say, like, hey, I don't know, Jay Hill may bust out a 30-burger on Texas Tech. And, uh, you know, who, who knows what can happen. Uh, Justice Hill is not busting out no 30-burger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just... Cam Hayes, maybe. He's their best three-point shooter. Well, actually, other than K.J. Williams is their best three-point shooter. So, who knows? Maybe Cam Hayes shows out, shows up and shows out um, in this game. If you want to go to this game, if you want to have a nice time in Cajun country, get some gumbo. I had jambalaya tonight for dinner. It was delicious. So, get some jambalaya. You can go to the Pete Maravich Assembly Center for $2. That's how much tickets are going for. The Trash Can Bowl is $2. Uh, you can sit in Baton Rouge and watch the one and seven in conference LSU Tigers take on the zero and eight in conference Texas Tech Red Raiders. Yo, shout out to the Big Twelve and SEC for putting us two teams together. That's fantastic. I appreciate y'all. Um, so yeah, God, we need a win. So so terribly bad. We need a win, and this is. I mean, I thought if we could get a win against West Virginia, but Lord Jesus, if we can't get a win against LSU, <laughs> Jeremy, I don't know what to say. Um. But I think we've given way too much attention to a team that is mid. And we have not given enough attention to the Texas Tech women's basketball team. That's right. The Texas Tech went off. They beat Texas. Um, and they had a tough game at West Virginia. And I know, I know, you know, the team beat Texas and everybody was all in. Everybody was the Lady Raiders are they're here. You know, they're ready to show up and show out. You know, can't believe we did this. We should be ranked. Right, plot twist. Also, first time in the AP poll history since doing the AP poll that there's no Texas teams in the top 25. Some people were saying the Texas Tech should have been one of the, excuse me, should have been in the top 25 to, to continue that streak, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but everybody was on board. Everybody was on board. All the Tech blue checks were ready. They were like, yes, we're behind you, ladies. We we, we believe in you. And, and then we lost to West Virginia. But, you know, I know some people were disappointed by it. Jeremy, you can talk, tell your thoughts on it. But I will say this. Texas Tech basketball, in, on both men and women's side, have always struggled to win at West Virginia. Right? Coming into this game, and I, we, didn't, we didn't pod in between for me to say this, but I actually thought it was a very good chance we would lose this game going into West Virginia because it's at West Virginia. I actually think that women have – if they, I think they said on the broadcast they've only won one time ever in Morgantown. Um, it's just a tough place to win. It's a tough place to win. You're going across the country to go to West Virginia and win the game, and it's it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Um, so, yeah, the Texas Tech women did lose. They lost 67-57 to West Virginia. I'm not a bad West Virginia team. This is a West Virginia team that's also fighting to have a postseason as well. Um, so not a great loss, but still doesn't mean you just say, ah, well, time to give up on them again. Still a good team, uh, but, you know, a loss that we, we wish we didn't get. Yeah, in West Virginia, and it's that's kind of like the stamp on the whole thing is that Texas Tech teams just have a hard time in Morgantown. Um, that like winning only one time in Morgantown is such a hard, you know, that puts so much pressure on players, right? It's like, hey, this could be the game that we get our second win in this in this arena. <laughs> it's just like. How many times have we played here, Coach? <laughs> it's just, you know, it's the small things like that. And you're coming off of, you are coming off of two really strong wins. Um, you, you beat Kansas State in Manhattan, which was an impressive 20-point dub. Um, 
and then you go ahead and beat Texas at home, which is all we mean. Rick Barnes, um, Rick Barnes, uh, Vic Schaefer. <laughs> yeah, Rick Barnes not there anymore. Uh, Vic Schaefer, you know, just owned by Coach Gerlich. And um, it, it's that's that's that was stacking success. It was great. But I'm with you. This West Virginia team is kind of here and there. They're doing a little bit better in conference right now. Um, they are striving to be in the post post game or the post conference conversation, and so they have they, they, their thing is like winning at home, right? And so, Coach Gerlich could not. I mean, there was something about this game as I was watching it, just couldn't get a rhythm. I think that Bree Scott was doing her thing, right? Bree Scott was doing her best. She didn't really get too involved early on. And kind of got up to action a little bit later in uh, later in the f- uh, first and then second third she was good, um, but you didn't have anybody else really step up. Uh, Bryn Gerlich did a good job at assisting, but she didn't really look herself. Uh, Big Cat wasn't getting it was was not getting as aggressive as she usually does under the basket. Uh, I think Kyler Freelon played a really good game for you. She she has definitely stepped more into her role. Uh, into this like increasing like she gets increasing amounts of responsibility she's getting comfortable and it's really cool to see um but you have people like uh jasmine lewis kind of regressed in this game uh weitenheimer's not she's just on this like still on this slope and i don't know what it is um and who else was gonna talk about jeremy to be on a slope you got to be on like a a higher you got to be on a higher plane to be on a slope. And uh, I feel like her, she's been who she is. Tatum, Tatum Weidenheimer, like the second, the second she was recruited to come to Texas tech, we knew what it was, right? She's going to come in there. We knew what it was. Up, okay. She's going to pass the ball and she's going to get a zeros across the stat line. But you know, that doesn't mean her. And, like she is what she is. Like, you know, it is, it's, I don't expect too much. And I don't expect too little from Tatum, Tatum Weidenheimer. Uh, you just, uh, you know, I was going to say for me, it just hasn't felt the same the past couple of games. You know, she hasn't felt like a utility player as much as a liability. But let's talk about Kyla Freelon. Yeah, I mean, so Kyla Freelon, um, I'm very excited for her because you, you kind of see it in her, just the way she plays and, and, and the things that she can bring to the team, right? She's a good rebounder, long, lengthy. Um, you know, she can still work on some of those things like dribbling the ball a little bit, maybe developing a shot. But she goes out and does a lot of that dirty work. And she is because she does use her length to her advantage defensively. Um, I thought she played this game really well, putting up 11.5 rebounds. Uh, she got to get those fouls under control. I think that's what hurt her, right? She didn't play. She put up 20 minutes in this game. She could have had more had she not fouled out, right? You got to get those fouls under control. But there was a lot. I mean, you're talking about the refs in the in the other Tech West Virginia game, the refs in this game were calling everything too, right? She yeah. fouls out. Bree Scott and, Kat and Big Cat both had four fouls themselves. Um, and so, and unfortunately, Bree Scott's streak of 20-point 20 20 point games did end. She only put up 18 points, seven rebounds. It's so shocking to me that Bree Scott be, <laughs> pulls down all these rebounds. Seven rebounds in this game, but... Um, She's her, man. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's it's a bad loss in, in, in Morgantown, but... But, uh, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. This is definitely something that was predictable. This Saturday, they do play uh, Baylor, and that should be a fun one. We haven't had too many games where Baylor coming to Lubbock is winnable. This is an unranked Baylor team because they've struggled this year, right? Baylor has lost three of their last five. Um, and I, when is the last time, Jeremy, that we can say that Baylor has lost three of their last five and Texas Tech has won three of our last five? We are right now the hotter team, which is very, uh, very interesting. And this will be a game that Texas Tech, I don't, who is favored to win in this game? Tech might actually be favored to win in this game. It wouldn't surprise me. And guess what? I'm picking us to win. Another game we're going to get up for. We just lost. 
right? We're, we're going to be ready for this one. I think Texas Tech gets the dub. Yeah, I mean, Texas Tech has been playing a lot stronger at home uh, than we've been used to, right? And I think it has come off of the very team-oriented playing. Passing has been much crisper at home. Defensive assignments have been much more uh, consistent at home. There's just a different energy, even with the very minimal crowd. Um, this team just plays better at home, right? No travel. And, of course, let's talk about, you talk about travel, Morgantown in the winter. No thank you. Um, staying home, you know, getting rest, getting to kind of get your feet back under you. And you're right. Texas Tech is the hotter of the two teams. Um, they've just looked better. And so I'm excited about the next couple of games we have coming up, starting with Baylor. Then we move to Oklahoma State. Uh, and then um, who's after that? Then we have Kansas State again. So you've got kind of two middling teams. And I said I said it, I think I said it a while back, is that like you've got Baylor, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, um, Kansas. is kind of like this big, I don't know what how they're going to shake up. And so we've got a cool little stretch here that we're going to be able to kind of Maybe we can grab Baylor and Oklahoma State and then kind of sit up on top of that. That put us about fifth in conference, you know, just looking at things right now. Um, this team is just a lot better, a lot better than a lot of people um, A lot of people know. I think you just have, if you haven't watched enough Lady Raider basketball, you don't know how much better this team, this team has just gotten better each game, right? Even though there's some losses, West Virginia's a really tough one. Oklahoma was a really tough one, Kansas, Iowa State. Um this team has like it glued together a little bit more every time. There's great coaching. There's great chemistry. Um, I just I enjoy watching Lady Raider basketball because I do feel like it can, they can turn it around in a game and win. Like the West Virginia game, it was felt you know it was kind of out of reach, but I felt like they could come back on a run. And sure enough, at the end, they really started to grind it out uh, to try to close that gap. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, <clears throat> this will be it'll be. Kind of to that point, that middle of the pack in the Big 12, right? Um, You have, I think, three teams in the Big 12 that are going to go to the tournament. They're going to be pretty good. And that's Texas, Oklahoma, and Iowa State. And But there's that middle section. like You mentioned it. West Virginia, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Texas Tech. We're in that middle section. We need to kind of rack up some of those middle section wins, right? We already have – we were able to beat a bad team in K-State and beat a good team in Texas – and, and we beat two bad teams, I should say, TCU and Kansas State, and beat a good team in Texas. But now we got to start piling up these wins of the middle team, right? And, and winning here at home against Baylor will be a really big one. Uh, <clears throat> it'll be a really big one and a really good one. I'm starting to sound like you, Jeremy. A really good one to, um, to, to really separate ourselves or at least rise up in the pack a little bit. And for Baylor, I think some of the, two, some of the, the ladies we got to watch out for is, is Jaden Owens right now dropping five – Six, almost six assists per game, over eight points per game. She's a good one herself. And then all, then you also have Andrews, who is their leading scorer. Uh, Sarah Andrews was a big recruit. She stayed on when the when the coaching change happened. And she's been really big for them, putting up almost 16 points a game. And those two are their best passers. This is another team that also likes to pass the ball. Um, but for them, for Baylor, it is it has been a struggle playing defense for them a little bit. They've had a few games where they've let the other team put up 70. And guess what? Tech, we can put up points ourselves. We we're averaging seventy ourselves right now. So if we can, Baylor will Baylor will let us do it, and we should go out and do it. And and so I think this is a game. I like I said, I think Tech wins it because this is a game that really tells people, hey, we're here and we're good. We're a good team. Tournament tourney, tourney committee. Look at us. Rank us. Rank us. Even though we just even though we just lost to West Virginia. Don't look at that game. But rank us anyway. <laughs> so, um, so moral of the sp- story, men bad. Women still good. They're still good. Just 
give us give us a second. We're still good. We'll spin the block around next week if if something if that changes. If we take a twenty point drubbing at home, then that might change. I don't know, but um, <laughs> but for now, men bad, women decent. Um, go out, go out this Saturday. Watch them play. Go either go to Lubbock and watch the late, the the women's basketball team play Baylor, big rivalry game, or go to ba- Baton Rouge. That might be might even be cheaper to, to go to Baton Rouge <laughs> and pay the two dollars to get in the Pete Maravich Center and watch the two worst teams and two of the worst teams in Power Six fo- basketball uh, go up against each other. So that's you know that's fun. Uh, Jeremy, anything else you want to say to the people? Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I mean, so men's basketball kind of can predict, you can kind of look at it and be like, this is going to be a really awful second half of basketball. Women's basketball have a really good opportunity here. Um, the teams that they're playing in the back half of this thing are going to be like, this is the drive to the tournament. This is what's going to define this year's team for Coach Gerlich to get them into the post game, uh, get them in the postseason con- uh, uh, conversation and then set this team up for success next year, especially as a lot of recruits are starting to look at Texas Tech of like, this team's kind of on a rise. Do I want to be a part of that? So uh, keep your eye on it. We have a lot of other sports coming up. Softball is going to get started here. Track and field. Men's track team, I think ranked second, right? Second in UT, uh, UTSF, uh, United States baby. Uh, track and field. Yeah. And then uh, women's. Ranked ninth, I think. So you got two top ten teams yet again. I mean, ninth? no dispute. Texas Tech, I think so. Yeah, ninth. Yes. So Texas Tech, uh, we are a track and field school, and probably going to be once again in the conversation for a national championship. I'm excited for that. Uh, I do have one of the women athletes, Ruth Usoro, in my uh, in one of my grad classes. I thought that was super funny. Um, so uh, excited. I mean, spring sports are here. Let's just kick back, let basketball do their thing, and then just kind of, you know, <laughs> warm up with the warm up with the with the approach of spring. <laughs> Youth of Sora, what a name drop! You know, just now, what a Jeremy's such a popular guy. You know, we all just want to be Jeremy's friend. That's it. He's he's the he's the man out in the LBK. So, uh, <clears throat> for the man that is Jeremy Gillen, that names drops all the uh, the stars of Texas Tech lore. This is I'll Be Sure, and you've been listening to Tortillas and Takes Podcast, part of the 1012 Network and the official podcast, Red Raider Sports. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.